section seventy five of word portraits of famous writers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by betty b word portraits of famous writers edited by mabel e watton hannah moore seventeen forty five to eighteen thirty three from memoir of mrs hannah moore i was much struck by the air of affectionate kindness with which the old lady welcomed me to barley wood there was something of courtliness about it at the same time the courtliness of the vieille cour which one reads of but so seldom sees her dress was of light green venetian silk a yellow richly embroidered crepe shawl enveloped her shoulders and a pretty net cap tied under her chin with white satin riband completed the costume her figure is singularly petite but to have any idea of the expression of her countenance you must imagine the small withered face of a woman in her seventy-seventh year and imagine also shaded but not obscured by long and perfectly white eyelashes eyes dark brilliant flashing and penetrating sparkling from object to object with all the fire and energy of youth and smiling welcome on all around eighteen twenty from s c hall's memories of great men her form was small and slight her features wrinkled with age but the burden of eighty years had not impaired her gracious smile nor lessened the fire of her eyes the clearest the brightest and the most searching i have ever seen they were singularly dark positively black they seemed as they looked forth among carefully trained tresses of her own white hair and absolutely sparkled while she spoke of those of whom she was the venerated link between the present and the long past her manner on entering the room while conversing and at our departure was positively sprightly she tripped about from console to console from window to window to show us some gift that bore a name immortal some cherished reminder of other days almost of another world certainly of another age for they were memories of those whose deaths were registered before the present century had birth she was clad i well remember in a dress of rich pea-green silk it was an odd whim and contrasted somewhat oddly with her patriarchal age and venerable countenance yet was in harmony with the youth of her step and her unceasing vivacity as she laughed and chatted chatted and laughed her voice strong and clear as that of a girl and her animation as full of life and vigour as it might have been in her springtime eighteen twenty five from a m hall's pilgrimages to english shrines her brow was full and well sustained rather than what would be called fine from the manner in which her hair was dressed its formation was distinctly visible and though her eyes were half closed her countenance was more tranquil more sweet more holy for it had a holy expression than when those deep intense eyes were looking you through and through small and shrunk and aged as she was she conveyed to us no idea of feebleness she looked even then a woman whose character combining sufficient thought and wisdom as well as dignity and spirit could analyze and exhibit in language suited to the intellect of the people of england the evils and dangers of revolutionary principles 
her voice had a pleasant tone and her manner was quite devoid of affectation or dictation she spoke as one expecting a reply and by no means like an oracle and those bright immortal eyes of hers not wearied by looking at the world for more than eighty years but clear and far-seeing then laughing too when she spoke cheerfully not as authors are believed to speak in measured pompous tones but like a dear matronly dame who had a special care and tenderness towards young women it is impossible to remember how it occurred but in reference to some observation i had made she turned briskly round and exclaimed controversy hardens the heart and sours the temper never dispute with your husband young lady tell him what you think and leave it to time to fructify end of section seventy five